Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to this uh, Tuesday, June the 22nd edition of Today's Issues right here on American Family Radio. American Family Radio, we thank you for listening. Walker Wildman joining me. Good morning, Walker. Good morning. Good to be on today. Fred Jackson. Good to be here on this beautiful fall day in Mississippi. I, I know, right? Ray, <laughs> Ray Pritchard. Gorgeous. How you doing, Ray? Hey, I am doing great. Tim, how are you? Weather report from Kansas City is... Oh, okay, it's sunny skies, slight breeze, 75 degrees. I can get you a tea time at 1215. <laughs> <laughs> Man, don't tempt me. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's uh, nice weather across a lot of the country. I know the West is uh, still mm-hmm. suffering, uh, I, I guess it's a heat wave still. Very. But um, yeah, eight, what is it going to be, 82 here in Tupelo today? 82 on June 22nd in Tupelo, Mississippi is really good. Yeah. I'm going to let y'all have it, and uh, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> okay? All right. Hey, uh, Ray, just wanted to ask you. A friend of mine used to ask me this. Uh, he'd look at me. He'd greet me, and he'd say, tell me something good. So tell me something good, Ray. Look, everything is good here in Kansas City. The, the sun is shining. God is good. And uh, his mercies are new every morning. I just read that in the Bible. Amen. <laughs> mercies new every morning. That's good. You got any uh, Bible teaching uh, seminars coming up? This is it for me. This week I'm here. <clears throat> next Five out of the next seven weeks I'm on the road. Michigan, New York, Maine, and New Jersey. Heading north. A little cooler weather up in the for these summer Bible conferences. Uh, uh, normally you go out to Oregon too, right? I, I normally do. In fact, I, I was out there a month or so ago and be back in Oregon for a Thanksgiving conference. But uh, for all our friends in Michigan, I know we've got an AFR station in Muskegon, Michigan. That's where yes. I'll be next week in Muskegon at Maranatha Bible Missionary Conference. And Tim, every time I go uh, anywhere near one of our stations, AFR listeners always come up and say hello. Well, for our friends who live in Michigan who might want to attend and, and say hello to you, how do they do that? Do you know? Listen, if you're in Muskegon, you know about Maranatha. It's a, a beautiful Bible conference there. It's right in the city, basically on the south side of Muskegon. So if you're in the Muskegon area, Sunday morning, I start out. We're in the book of Daniel next week and looking oh, wow. at what God says. So mm. come on out and say hello. Amen. Amen. All right. Uh, Fred, you teach the book of Daniel too, don't you? I love the book of Daniel. It is one of those books of prophecy it's great to learn what happened to Daniel, how he stood the test of time, great testimony, but also what God revealed to Daniel about the future. Uh, mm-hmm. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. Exciting book. All right. So uh, uh, we uh, encourage you to go out if you live in the, I guess you don't necessarily have to live in Muskegon, but uh, you can live in Indiana or the surrounding states. You may want to go and hear Ray in person and say hello to him. All right, Fred. I all guess right. that's, that's all the good news we'll hear, huh? Right? <laughs> now give us the real world stuff. Well, uh, if you believe in Democratic Party spin, uh-huh. uh, they, 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 there's a vote coming up in the Senate. If it's for the People Act. For the people Doesn't Act. that sound so good? It does. <laughs> How can you be against the people? You're for the People Act. No, this is actually a piece of legislation that both House Democrats, Senate Democrats have been pushing 
And it basically is the federal government's takeover of all elections in this country. And uh, it, it is kind of the thing that the Republicans are saying, beware. Basically, here we are with this, is that there's a procedural vote that's likely to take place today, which will likely stop this from going forward, at least for the moment. The Democrats have to have 60 votes, filibuster, have to have 60 votes to get this passed. And yesterday, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell said there's no way, there's not one Republican. So they'd have to have 10 Republicans, the Democrats, and this is not going to happen. Uh, if you want to know the feeling of one Republican senator, Senator John Kennedy of Louisiana, here's his assessment of the so-called For the People Act. It will make it much easier to cheat in an election. And their bill does that in two ways. Number one, it almost guarantees that we'll never have another election day. We'll have election months. And I think that was the genesis of, of a, a, a lot of concern by many people in the last election. Number two, it, it achieves its purpose by taking elections, which are uh, governed by the people through their state legislatures right now, and, and gives that authority to the federal government. So there you have it. Uh, needless to say, Senator Kennedy is against this bill, and uh, so are all the Democrats. They're voting as a team against this, and this should block it. Yeah, this is the Democrats' their election bill, and it uh, it would it would put in it would settle in stone or permanently put in place all of the shenanigans we saw in 2020. Yes, whether it be the mass mail out ballots, even the unsolicited ones. Um, the private money, the Zuckerbucks, as Governor DeSantis calls it, the private money funding uh, uh, election offices, all of these shenanigans, uh, this bill would, would permit, permanently put those in place. Um, but, of course, I don't think that it'll pass because of the filibuster. Uh, but nonetheless, it's on the Democrats' wish list. Yeah, they're pretty upset right now, aren't they, Fred, with uh, the Democrats are with the uh, cinema. Yes. From uh, Arizona, the Democrat, and her colleague, Joe Manchin, from West Virginia. That is correct. They're upset because they're not willing to go along with doing away with the filibuster. That's number one. And with a basically a 50-50 split in the Senate right now, uh, to get these big bills passed, the, uh, they'd have to have what they would like is only 50 votes required. Vice President Kamala Harris comes in. She wins the day for the Democrats. Yeah, and uh, so you have two Democrat senators, Manchin and Cinema, from Arizona, and they're saying no. They understand, I think, these two Democrat senators. If they were to do this, someday the Republicans, it'll all be reversed again, and that would give Republicans complete control. So, well, uh, and and they would both lose their seats, and they most would, likely, and they would both lose their seats. So. You know, it's very interesting. Senator Manchin has tried to come up with a compromise on this, which would include voter ID. Believe it or not, the Democrats, in trying to push this We the People Act through, doesn't require voter ID. Can you imagine an election in this country where voter ID is not required? Yeah, that would, and even the states that do have voter ID, which are several, yeah. um, it would override those yes. states. Yes, so, uh, it's crazy. Yeah. You know, it does make you wonder what would have happened last November if they had had nationwide voter ID instead of just get a mail-in ballot, mail it in, 
we're hearing stories now that are pretty surprising. And you used a great word, Walker. You said shenanigans. We know there was a lot of funny business going on mm-hmm. last November, and and it worked. It worked for the Democrats. They used the the pandemic as a cover for all these election changes. Now they want to codify that. I I, I am really glad for two Democrat senators who are not going to go along with it because it would be a disaster for America to to legalize permanently the shenanigans that happened last year. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what this Arizona audit uncovers, if anything, mm. um, because they're doing a pretty in-depth review of, of the Arizona election process and all the ballots. And if there were shenanigans, if there were if there was illegal voting, if there was improper voting, whatever, uh, this this audit in Arizona should uncover that. Yeah. And we'll be talking to Sandy Rios about this topic coming up at the bottom of the hour. Fred, next story. Well, uh, you know, there's there's hardly a day that doesn't go by when we're learning more and seeing more in the way of violence in some major American cities. Chicago, another horrible weekend last weekend. Uh, New York, we see videos almost on a daily basis of people being openly attacked in the streets. Broad daylight. Atlanta. Minneapolis, Portland, Seattle, and uh, it is, it is you know, it, it's interesting. It's Democrat cities, but, you know, you have Democrat mayors who are blaming things like, and I'm thinking about the mayor of Atlanta. Uh, his, her name is Atlanta uh, Keisha Lance Bottoms. She's been blaming the COVID shutdown, taking away the restrictions of COVID for an increase of violence in Atlanta, and there are people fighting back about this. Georgia Governor Brian Kemp on Fox and Friends just saying it's ludicrous for the mayor to say there's an increase in violence in our city, but uh, it's not because I've cut back on the police department. Cut number five. Well, look, Colorado, Oklahoma, there were plenty of other states. South Dakota was open. Uh, You know, people are tired of leaders blaming somebody else for problems that they have uh, in their own jurisdiction, quite honestly. I know I'm fed up with it for two months. We've had a crime suppression unit working using extra state resources, emergency funding to try to help with the problem because I hear about it every single day. Yeah. And in just two months, we've done almost 3,100 arrests. We've apprehended 71 people who had outstanding warrants and we've impounded almost 300 vehicles going after street crimes. And we're not blaming that on anybody else. We're just doing something about it, and it's time uh, that she did as well. Well, here's the latest news. Apparently tomorrow, President Joe Biden is going to hold a news conference to say here's what the federal government is going to do about the violence occurring in these cities. Now, Tucker Carlson talked about this last night. Basically, it's this. He believes Democrats and their leftist friends, they create problems, And what we're talking about with regards to violence in these cities is cities, Democrat-controlled cities, cutting back on their police departments. So we see a spike in crime, and then all of a sudden the Democrats say, now we have to do something about this, which always gives more control to the Democrat governments. Here it is, uh, Tucker Carlson last night, cut number two. In the case of crime, that may be happening now. The White House announced today that on Wednesday of this week, Joe Biden will outline a new plan to fight rising crime rates, which are skyrocketing, and the body counts that accompany them. 
Now, we haven't seen the plan. We can't know what's in it. The White House won't tell us. But we do have two fairly informed guesses for what we're going to discover on Wednesday. First, there will be no apologies. You will not hear Joe Biden beg forgiveness from the thousands of families whose loved ones have been killed by the Democratic Party's nihilistic embrace of crime and disorder. Looting is reparations. You go, looters. They should apologize for that. They never will. The left's ideology destroyed America's cities, but they will never under any circumstances admit that, ever. Instead, they will blame you. That's guaranteed. Well, that, that was uh, Tucker Carlson. Mm. You know, a lot of times uh, these problems are easily um, assessed. What's going on in the, the spike? in the violent crime in the in our big cities in America is due directly to the defund the police efforts mm-hmm. of the uh, Democrats and Antifa and BLM from last summer. Mm-hmm. That's 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 what's going on here. The bad guys know the police are, are diminished their um, capabilities, their morale. Uh, all those things have been have been uh, on the decline because of uh, the defund the police movement, the blame the police uh, first mm-hmm. uh, movement. So, you know that that's what Walker. That's what's going on here. Yeah, uh, yeah. You partner the the negative campaigns against the police departments, uh, law enforcement, and then you partner that with the. Uh, left-leaning prosecutors we've seen this that's uh, true that's another aspect yeah in chicago and it's a revolving door yeah you have prosecutors criminals and 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 judges as well that don't uh put people away for crimes instead they get out put back on the street and they're repetitive offenders Mm -hmm. Uh, so that's a major problem so it's it's all these things combined but you look where it's happening it's it's these democrat-run cities people right people are going to flee uh, who can? Yeah, they're going to flee from these big cities, and we're seeing that happen. Uh, over, over the weekend, Tim, my wife and I were in Chicago. We were in not not the suburbs, in the city of Chicago itself, uh, visiting some family members, and we had that very discussion, that very comment that, particularly young people, young families with kids, they are fleeing the city of Chicago, heading either to the suburbs or to the distant suburbs. So let's just understand in Chicago, the it's not just a safety issue, it's a taxation issue. Multiplied thousands, tens of thousands of people are leaving Illinois. If you combine crime that's out of control with a taxation system mm-hmm. that is has become punitive, why wouldn't you go to Florida? Why wouldn't you go to Texas, right? Right. All the, the there are not very many people moving in. Everybody who's moving is moving out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what's going on here. And people, safety is a number one issue for a lot of people. And yep. they're, they're not going to stay if they don't, if they can get, get out in any way. Uh, a lot of people now are trapped in these inner cities. They, they're too poor to leave. And, uh, but. You never hear the media doing interviews with the people affected by this. Often this, <clears throat> the spike in crime is occurring a lot in African-American sectors of cities. A lot of these folks, uh, black folks in these cities, are crying. Mm-hmm. They're crying for police help. 
but their mayors, their leaders, are blaming the police for mm-hmm. all of this. Mm-hmm. And uh, we see this over and over and over again. And, and yeah, aren't, yet, they having, aren't they having a uh, mayoral race uh, today in uh, election in New York City? It's, I know it's coming up. It's the start of one. Yeah, yeah they're it's campaigning be a now. Yes. Okay, but I mean, this is a big issue there, I think, because yes. they have an ex-police officer himself, an African-American, who's yeah. running for yes. mayor, mm-hmm. and um, I think he's one of the leading candidates. Yes. Uh, New York City, <laughs> of course, I know it's, it's, you know, you're talking 10, 11, 12 million people there, but man. You read about the, it's in the news every day mm. with uh, three or four incidents uh, that are shooting in the street, broad daylight carjackings, uh, little Asian women beat to a pulp mm-hmm. by random, uh, you know, by 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 uh, criminals just walking the streets, and they walk like you're saying they just yeah. go, if they even get arrested, they go before the judge, and the judge lets them out that day, mm-hmm. uh, no bail. This is just it's just nuts going on. So no wonder, to Ray's point, people are, it's a mass exodus. Yeah, and we covered, we may, may or may not have covered it on here. I know I covered it on my weekend show, but San Francisco, we did cover it on here last week. The uh, San Francisco, I believe it was, where the Walgreens, they oh, yeah. closed like yes. 17 stores, mm. CVS as well, <laughs> and you had the video of the thief walking in with a garbage bag, filling it up, and just riding his bike out of the store. Yeah, and this is because the uh, San Francisco City Council has ordered businesses, if somebody steals less than $900 worth of product, let them go. Mm-hmm. So we had this video of the guy rides into a Walgreens on right. his bicycle, fills up a garbage bag, <laughs> and rides back out the door. I mean, people just... Yeah, li- liberalism is a mental disorder. Uh, and I'm not the person that came up with that. I- I've forgotten who came up with it. It's a mental disorder. So the- these, what's going to happen is uh, these big cities who are still implementing the defund the police, uh, don't prosecute a petty theft, what they would call it. Uh, don't, 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 uh, don't stop and frisk. Don't, now they got, don't, uh, in Chicago, I think is don't, don't chase the, don't chase the criminals, you right. know. I mean, it's just insanity. So let them have it. Let them wallow in it because it's going to eventually uh, have – it's a death spiral for these big cities to raise point earlier about how he went to Chicago. He's learning that people are leaving. They're fleeing. If they can get out, they have the means to get out, they're getting out. I don't blame it's only anybody. Gonna, uh, Tim, I don't blame anybody in Chicago or Cleveland or Detroit or New York. I don't blame anybody living in those cities. And you know, Chicago, it's my favorite big city in right. America. I pastored one of the suburbs there for 17 years. I love Chicago, but it has become a war zone, especially in certain neighborhoods of the city itself. And Fred, to your point, they're, they're good people in those neighborhoods trapped because yeah. they do not have the ability to get out. It's yeah. A, yeah. For them, it's a terrifying situation. Yet yeah. the president of the United States, Joe Biden, says the biggest problem in America is white supremacy. Cut number three. We've taken steps to acknowledge and address systemic racism and the scourge of white supremacy in our own country. Yes, force us to confront systemic racism and white supremacy. It's just been weeks since all of America witnessed a group of thugs, insurrectionists, 
a political extremist and white supremacist violently attack the capital of our democracy. I believe we're in a battle for the soul of this nation. And the simple truth is, our soul will be troubled as long as systemic racism is allowed to persist. So, to go back to where we started this conversation a few moments ago. Get some new material. <laughs> I would just say to Joe Biden, get some new material, yeah. man. Yeah. Come on. But yeah. is that going to be behind what he's going to announce tomorrow? Oh, I'm sure. What, here's what he's going to come out with tomorrow. Um, do I sound encouraged? <laughs> because I'm not. With Joe Biden. Uh, he's going to come out tomorrow. He's probably going to throw some systemic racism in there. Uh, let's go out and uh, got to find the white supremacists because they're the problem. And then he's going to he's going to come up with the gun violence thing now. Yeah, you know the gun violence. Guns leave their homes each morning, going out and around cities looking for somebody to kill. You mm. know, uh, so gun violence will be a biggie. Liberals always buy the gun violence thing. Yeah, uh, as if nobody's behind the guns yeah. to shoot them. I I, heard, I I read this the other day and it was, it was really good. And I believe I've mentioned this before. Blaming guns for violence is like blaming the pencil for a misspelled word. <laughs> huh? That's right. It, it really, it's the same principle here. Uh, so we're we're, we're going to hear the liberal, same old liberal, uh, you know, uh, reasons for the spike in crime. Uh, I, I don't know. You think uh, what? What? We're not betting people here. This is not a betting show. What's but Walker? What do you think the chances of some good old white supremacy being tossed out tomorrow? Is it tomorrow, today, or tomorrow? Tomorrow, gonna, tomorrow. Yeah, that's their that's their go to. That's their boogeyman. I mean, without that, what do they have? Right. Yeah. Well, they got um, gun violence. They'll come up with some gun. Got to regulate yeah. guns. Yeah, and then they'll they'll somehow link that to our founding fathers and white supremacy. Um, Systemic. Yeah, it, it's insane, and they have what's what's really. I mean, this is bad for our country because they're the the Biden Department of Homeland Security is is they're they're putting all their focus on this boogeyman of white supremacy that doesn't exist. Meanwhile, the drug cartels, the human traffickers, uh, the, the Islamic, gangs, the, the, the big gangs, cities, the Islamic terrorists, the cyber uh, criminals, yeah, from uh, Russia. You got China uh, still an intellectual property. Uh, there was just a report the other day. Uh, there was a, a Chinese defector. That's now under U.S. government uh, control, our uh, authority Protect, protection protection, hmm. and he has a list of of he says that this defector says that half of of Chinese foreign students in America are spies for the Chinese government. Yes. Uh, so instead of Department of Homeland Security focusing on all of that, it's the boogeyman of white supremacy. I I bet you he's going to tie something right to uh, J- January sixth. Oh, that's going to be in the first paragraph. Okay. Yeah, he's yeah. going to lead with the that. Big city, the explosion in violent criminal activity in the big cities across America is tied somehow to January, January the sixth. Got to right. got to get that in there. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna milk that thing uh, dry. It's already dry. Yeah, it's already gonna dry. Milk that yeah. cow. All right, we're gonna take a uh, short time out. I can assess January sixth pretty quick too. Get <laughs> It wasn't a bunch of white supremacists. No. It was a bunch of people who got carried away with their emotions, went into the Capitol building, shouldn't have done it, and now they're in trouble. But uh, that's it. You don't need to do any more investigation. I've assessed it for you. Yep. And 
You, people, people, uh, people let their emotions get away with them. And, and and now most of them, if they had intended to have an insurrection, then they could have because they had flooded the Capitol. Mm-hmm. If they had brought weapons and intended to uh, take over, they could have. But they didn't because they didn't carry weapons. They had no intention of doing a insurrection or a takeover. But yet you're going to hear about this forever mm-hmm. from the Democrats and the liberal media. We'll be back momentarily. Stay with us. On the next Today's Issues. We appreciate hearing from you. You can send us an email at comments at AFR.net. I pastor a small church, so I have to have a full-time job on the side. Uh, when I try to feed the flock, y'all feed me, and I thank God for y'all. If you want to uh, watch the show live, you can go to Facebook or YouTube. Just type in Today's Issues, and you can also access the stories that we talk about. Don't miss the next Today's Issues. Weekday mornings at 11 Eastern, 10 Central on American Family Radio. What would it be like if every person knew that they were created in the image of God? After two years in the making, American Family Studios proudly presents In His Image, delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality. There are only two sexes, male or female. If you're conceived with a Y chromosome, you will develop into a male. In His Image is a documentary featuring life-changing testimonies of former LGBT individuals. In my most formative years of development of sexuality, I went through a brutal time of uh, sexual distortion, molestation. Visit InHisImage.movie to watch In His Image. Well, everybody, welcome to this unboxing video as we unbox. My hormone blockers. In His Image from American Family Studios is available now for free viewing. Visit InHisImage.movie. You're made in the image of God. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes with news and commentary next. If you're a first responder, you know the right training can make all the difference in a crisis. At Liberty University, we know the right training can make all the difference for your future. So we're proud to offer you a 25% discount on our more than 450 online degree programs. Combine this discount with our generous military benefits if you or your spouse also have military experience. Learn more about getting the right training at Liberty University by texting DEGREE to 49595. That's DEGREE to 49595. There's some freaky stuff going down on Sesame Street. The beloved children's program announcing the addition of a new family to the show a child who has two daddies. Sesame Street says the Family Day episode will introduce two gay men who have a daughter, no mention of the birth mother, pardon me, birthing parent. Sesame Street says it's all part of their Gay Pride Month celebration. Disney, Nickelodeon also embracing the LGBT movement, producing TV shows and cartoons aimed at indoctrinating small children. Blue's Clues even led children in a drag queen sing-along. The LGBT community says it's about inclusion, but parents say it's about something far worse, grooming small kids, filling their minds with ideas and concepts far beyond their comprehension. Some might even call that child abuse. I'm Todd Starnes. But he saves the poor from the sword of their mouth and from the hand of the strong, so the helpless has hope and injustice has shut its mouth. American Family Radio. This is today's issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. 
Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Welcome back, everybody, to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Should you want to send us an email, just go to comments at AFR.net, comments at AFR.net. Tim, Walker, Fred, and Ray, Sandy on yet? Sandy Rios joins us now. Sandy's Director of Governmental Affairs for American Family Association, and she's also the host of Sandy Rios in the Morning, Monday through Friday from 7.05 Central Time to 8 o'clock right here on AFR. Good morning, Sandy. Good morning, Tim. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. My house is filled with children, but it's wonderful. <laughs> They're not well, mine. They're, they are mine. They're my grandchildren. Your grandchildren. Yeah, well, we're happy yeah. for you. You guys got to spend a lot of time together. <clears throat> we we are. Yeah, we're having a lot of fun. It's just, you know, it's just nice to get up in the morning and have all that chatter and little footprints and feet. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's you know, it's a little chaotic, but it's good. I'm, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I'm tired, but I'm enjoying it. <laughs> Uh, now, Sandy, you were talking this morning on your program about um, who was the gentleman you were interviewing about the the election uh, results and audits and so forth. Uh, Pat Kolbeck, Patrick Kolbeck. He was a former state legislator from uh, Michigan and he, just a great, solid conservative. He's He was an aerospace engineer expert, uh, so he understands uh, the technology of the voting machines and He's been right in the center of um, what's been going on in the country and primarily in Michigan. And to, to, uh, to kind of come to, to some kind of a conclusion about what happened uh, the day that President uh, Biden was elected. Or well, what happened then? According, what to happened? Sa- according to Sandy, what's your research show? Uh, well, I'm talking about what, what I'm getting at here is these audits are being done, right? Right. Uh, in Arizona, in Michigan, in other places. And... Uh, so to, to try to determine, uh, you know, what if any problems uh, or illegalities uh, occurred that night that, that can be rectified, solved, uh, dealt with going forward. So what's your assessment uh, of, this, of what's going on? Well, Tim, I think there's overwhelming evidence that there was massive fraud that night. Uh, that's that's just my conclusion. Uh, I you know I listened to the testimony of lots of people in Arizona and also Michigan and uh, Pennsylvania. I believe it was the third of a you know there were lots of uh, hearings uh, by the people that were involved in the counting that were there that day and very reliable, articulate people who reported lots of stuff that should just never have happened. And since that time. Uh, there are just a lot of people that I trust, like Pat Kolbeck, who understands the technology uh, on the. It's not just the machines, but on, on, for instance, on the machines, uh, they there was a there's a county in Michigan, Antrim County, mm-hmm. that uh, was is primarily conservative community, and for some reason, Joe Biden won, and it just didn't make sense to them. And then when they finally uh, did get uh, another tally of the votes, it turned out that they were off by several thousand votes, and it's a little county. And uh, they have really looked to Antrim and had lots of hearings, and they found uh, that the voting machines uh, were not functioning properly, that the wrong people were uh, put in charge. I think they found that also in Georgia, 
uh, that uh, people that worked for Dominion or other persons actually had a lot of control over what was happening. Uh, the ac accusation also is that the machines, now this is just the machine conversation. There are lots of other parts to this voter fraud, uh, not the least of which is, you know, the uh, not purging the, the uh, voter rolls and sending ballots out in mass to lots of people, people who voted who shouldn't have voted, dead people voted, um, uh, ballots that were brought into arenas like in Atlanta uh, to be counted after hours. Uh, in fact, you know, shutting the polls down early, that's never happened in any of our elections ever. I've watched probably every single presidential return since I was a kid, and that's never happened. I can just say personally. Uh, and so then suddenly at 3 o'clock in the morning, uh, they say they're not going to count anymore, but suddenly they start counting like crazy behind closed doors. And uh, the the and suddenly all of these votes go to Joe Biden, none of them to uh, um, President Trump. So how does that happen exactly? So um, there are just a lot of things like the way they shut down that night was just so suspicious, Tim. And yeah. uh, the fact that we saw uh, just common sense tells you that President Trump was drawing thousands and thousands of people to his rally. While Joe Biden and Kamala Harris were lucky, you know, if 10 people would show up, it was like a, mm -hmm. it's just a, like a, a game, like a shill game. And mm -hmm. so um, that, a lot of, lot of reasons. So there's more detail to that, but that's, that's why. And so now in yeah. Arizona, they're doing all these, this forensic audit and they're being very meticulous. And some 20 states have sent delegations there to see how they're doing it. Uh, but in some states like Michigan, they cannot get a forensic audit because their Republican legislature uh, will not allow for it. Mm -hmm. uh, well, and so, yeah. What, what is a, uh, Walker, do you know what a forensic audit yeah, is? Yeah, I read a story on on what's going on in Arizona, and they're, they're literally hand-counting every single ballot in Maricopa County along with uh, – there's multiple layers of accountability and verification features in place. They're taking ballot. They're taking images of every single ballot that is counted, and they're being counted by multiple groups of people. It's it's being run by the state legislature. It's 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 being operated by the state legislature. So now, now in Michigan, uh, why why wouldn't what's the, what's the reason why the Republican state legislature doesn't want to do that? Sandy, do you oh, know? Well, I guess the reason why so many Republicans have uh, resisted President Trump have uh, sort of, you know, why do the Republicans in Washington uh, not want to recount? Why did they want not want to have a proper examination of this uh, election? Why, why did Brad Raffensperger claim that uh, Georgia's uh, uh, election for, for the presidential race was the, the best they've ever had, the best, when that we know now that's not true. That's a whole other issue. Uh, now an inspector general has released a report, like I don't know how many pages, but lots of pages, uh, finding all kinds of, I hope to talk about that maybe tomorrow, and I haven't gotten into the details yet, but talking about uh, just all kinds of nefarious things that happened that were notated that night as like as, as in a diary. Uh, but meanwhile, so why would a Republican Secretary of State do that? Well, I don't, you know, your guess is as good as mine. Uh, let me just answer one thing. that I think this makes things really clear. A forensic audit is something that, for instance, the IRS does not ask of you. If they want to audit your taxes, they don't say to you, uh, Tim, just go through your tax document and add up those columns again you know, the, your income, your expenses, just add those up again and send it back, and that's, that'll be good for your audit. 
oh, no, they go back into the records and they make you look for other things. It's much more extensive. You don't have the kind of audit that, for instance, the Secretary of State, Jocelyn, whatever her name is, in Michigan uh, has conducted, which is just recounting what they already counted. A forensic audit, audit is much more extensive. And uh, it's like a, a scientific or an investigative approach to it. Yeah. So anyway. Um, okay. On, yeah. So it's, it's really yeah. fascinating. And we've got uh, Georgia's really fascinating right now to me. Because that we just, there a, a news story just broke yesterday that Stacey Abrams owns uh, stock in the company that hired a lot of the, the election, the middle of the night workers that mm-hmm. were counting ballots. Uh, that she owns stock in that company. Uh, and so that's just one story coming out of Georgia. It's just one of the things. Uh, so uh, you're going to hear more about mm. that. I don't know what it means, Tim. I don't know that it will change anything. But I do think uh, it's just like a, when you like a, someone has committed murder. Oh. Uh, they, they, are all, they are always, people are always pursuing the truth on who murdered someone. This is not a murder, but it is the same kind of thing. Like we need to know what happened that night. For the sake of future elections and the yeah. peace of mind of the country. It's like doing an autopsy. Yeah. Really. Yes, it's like doing exactly. an autopsy. You want to find out why the person died. I do think this will lead to uh, uh, fair elections. What's going on here? Even though the le- leftists and the media and even some Republicans are crying, why are we doing this? You know, get over it, move on. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we have to know. A lot of people are very suspicious. Probably half the country very suspicious, yeah. as Sandy has articulated, uh, of what happened that now you gotta. I mean, when 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 you, uh, when all of a sudden you stop counting in the middle right. of the night, if this had happened to the Democrats, they'd be screaming bloody murder. Mm-hmm. They'd be saying we must have accountability, we must have, you know, transparency. So, uh, I, I think to added added to all this, Ray, uh, and we've talked about this before. And I'm not even talking about uh, intentionally nefarious occurrings that took place in the middle of the night, which, by, by the way, would make for a great Tom Cruise movie, I think, if you could accent, had a couple of car chases in there. Um, but I think the, the, the mass mail-outs in the name of COVID that went out with, without um, – and, and then they were mailed back in – didn't have to have signature verification, really. By that, I mean when, when normally 4 to 5% of all ballots are tossed because they're filled out incorrectly or their name wasn't signed to it uh, or, you know, milk's built on it and they didn't and they couldn't. You could, I mean, all kinds. There's 4 to 5% anytime you have a mass mail-outs, mass ballots are disqualified for the reasons I just mentioned and others. In this case, zero percent. Everything was accepted and counted. None of them were rejected. So that was part of it too, Ray. Well, there's so many questions that are hanging out there. Sandy, I'm, I'm thinking about something you, you just said there at the end. We all wonder what will happen. So let me give you a, a hypothetical. I have no inside information, but let's suppose that we get to the end of the Arizona audit the forensic audit and let's say there's a 30,000 vote I just pulled that out of thin air okay but let's just say there's a 30,000 vote discrepancy it's serious it's documented it's there I mean obviously 
you're going to have 15, 20 vote differences, right? Things are counted up different ways. But let's say it's a substantial in the thousands of votes, discrepancy between what we thought and what now it appears coming out of Maricopa County. Where do we go from there? Well, I think, uh, look, Ray, you can't, there are too many variables to say that, but I would think, see, as I said, some 20 states have gone down to observe Arizona's uh, forensic audit and very impressed. Pennsylvania is one of them, uh, Michigan, uh, Georgia, Nevada. Uh, I think that the American citizens, people listening to this broadcast, are are not going to let it go. And it's possible, it's not out of the realm of possibility that uh, election results, look, anything's possible now because we've seen how uh, traditions and the things that we've always done are not holding anymore. This is not a case of an election, just it's one, get over it, and next cycle, it will be up again. This is a, a real turning point. Because if it's true that they, uh, that they, if it's true that someone stole this election, if that's true, uh, and uh, if it's true that they are rapidly changing the laws of the country to try to make sure that there are never any more free elections again, and they are, SR one is actually going to be voted on. That's it's coming up, I think tonight. That's the the voting bill uh, that the House passed. It's called the For In the Washington, People Act. You're talking about a federal federal legislation. Yeah, the one we talked about earlier. Yeah. Hmm. Yes. Uh, they're about to, they want a complete takeover in terms of power and control. So that might change the minds of some people who see the country, see gasoline prices rising rapidly, see inflation, unemployment, crime in the streets. There's going to be more of that crime. Uh, The border's out of control. As chaos ensues, and it's going to, uh, that might change people's minds about how to respond to finding out. They may be less inclined to say, well, you know what? We it's it's over, and let's just we'll just have our we'll be we'll work we'll do better next time. If they realize there won't be a next time, I just don't know how to predict. I can't predict it, but it, it's not impossible uh, that this could change things in a dramatic way. Mm. All right, thanks, Sandy. Go enjoy your grandkids some more. <laughs> okay, all right. You're very welcome. Good all to right, talk to you guys. Thank you. Thank okay, you. That's uh-huh. Sandy Rios Bye-bye. joining us. She does most Tuesdays here. I'm actually uh, encouraged by what's yeah. going on Walker with these yeah. with these uh the scrutiny now that the uh, the election is coming up. I know it's not going to change anything. Biden's not going to be removed as president. Sure. But uh for 2022, 2024 going forward, uh we we these corrections that these state legislatures are making are going to make a big difference. Yeah, I I really think that these type forensic audits should be done in every state after every election. Anytime there is a statewide election run um, and a federal election, which is, of course, statewide, then uh, we need forensic audits every time. There's no reason, you know, we, we get this, the, the, the talking point, well, if the, if the number of, of, of illegitimate votes don't change the outcome of the election, then does it really matter? Well, it really does matter. I mean, we, don't, we should not have widespread uh, discrepancies in our voting systems we should be confident that what the results are on election night are, are the actual results and there's no shenanigans going on. And I, I think, you know, in the last couple of weeks, we've been dealing with stories with ransomware. And I'm not a computer geek at all, but I can understand there are very smart people in the world that can go into machines, into those computers, 
and they can mess around. So it's not out of the realm of possibility as more states rely on machines to do the counting that it raises the potential. Let me put it that way. It raises the potential that some very smart people can go in and start changing numbers. Now, Fred, are you saying that this happened? No, but to your point, Walker, that is why there should be a forensic audit after every election to determine this, that nothing, whether it was by accident or by purpose, that uh, votes were not changed. Uh, So... Why not have elections are so important? Yeah, and, and if, if, if those that like the Democrats and some Republicans that are so confident that the 2020 election was run fair and square mm-hmm. and up to par, then why not do a forensic audit and then show the world yes. how, how fair and square it was? That's I mean, right. th- they would exonerate those who are saying that there was nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with the 2020 election. Yeah. All right, you're listening to today's issues on American Family Radio, Tim Walker. Fred and Ray, we thank you for listening. Uh, go ahead, Ray. Kind I mean, of on the pattern of what we've been talking about, one of the favorite weapons of the Democratic Party is the race card. Uh, almost every time. When we talk about... Ele- really? Yeah. Huh. When we talk about, they say, unfair elections. Oh, you're just trying to suppress the black vote in this country. Yeah. You're going to hear this over and over and over again. Likewise, and the country is waking up to this, is the indoctrination of critical race theory. We see the rebellion that's going on in school districts across the country, northern Virginia. Loudoun County is an example, but it's happening everywhere. Pastor Vody Bachman is a well-respected Southern Baptist pastor. He is speaking out about this. I want you to have a listen to what he has to say about the dangers of critical race theory. Cut number one. You hear things like social justice, and you hear things like racial justice, and you hear equity. And who who doesn't want these things? Who wants to be a racist? Nobody wants to be a racist. You hear terms like anti-racist, and you think, yeah, that's great. But you don't realize that that term anti-racist is rooted in this neo-Marxist ideology, and that ultimately anti-racism is not the same as not being a racist. It is about working to change and overthrow infrastructure. Yeah, and, and you just look at the way the this this whole critical race theory racism has entered everything. Go back to what happened uh, in in Minneapolis, where the anti-police riots all started. What happened to that black man with those police officers? It was never about racism. George Floyd, you mean? George no, Floyd. There was no evidence of it being. Right. There was no motivated. evidence. In fact. In fact, remember, there was a, a an argument made initially, oh, this is a hate crime. Right. But then even the prosecutor said, there's, there's no evidence of that here. There's no evidence. The attorney general of the state, Keith, who is a Democrat. Uh, major left-wing Democrat, yeah, Keith Ellison. Keith Ellison said, there's no evidence of racism here. Yet, all the protests coming out right. of that are based <laughs> yeah. on a false premise right. of racism. What I this know. is doing to our country, and as I say, I'm like... You, Tim, I am optimistic people are fighting back against this. And it's not just conservatives. It's not just Republicans. It is Democrats. Loudoun County, there are lots of Democrat mom and dads that are saying enough is enough. Because the, the, ultimately, the many of the Democrat policies and their viewpoints are discriminatory. 
And there are people in our country who aren't necessarily hardcore conservatives that don't want to see our country be regressive, go backwards in mm-hmm. history to, to policies and ideas of discrimination, which is what critical race theory is, right. which is what this uh, boogeyman white supremacy that, that Biden's been pushing is. Well, Tim, this, this CRT that is being pushed in our churches, we've talked about that in our schools, we're covering that right now. It can only lead to one thing, to further racial hatred, animosity, and division. And I'm really glad, uh, Walker, just, it's exactly what you just said, spot on, that there are people out there who aren't necessarily conservatives in the sense that we talk about it here at AFR, but they, they look at what's going on and they actually want to see people get, they want to see the races get along. They want to see people of different backgrounds get along in school and on the job and all the rest. CRT is blowing America apart. And thank God, some parents are beginning to wake up and they're speaking out. Not only parents, kids. You know, there's the old saying, a little child shall lead them. I want you to hear the voice of this nine-year-old. Her name is Novali. This is at the, she's speaking to the Lakeville School District in Minneapolis. I want you to hear what she has to say. She was told no politics in the classroom here. And they, you know, but there's the Black Lives Matter posters being put up there. She has something to say about that. Cut number 12. Be here again. The other day I was walking down the hallway at Lakeview Elementary School to give a teacher a retiring gift. I looked up onto the wall and saw a BLM poster and an Amanda Gorman poster. In case you don't know who that chick is, she's some girl who did a poem at Biden's so-called inauguration. I was so mad. I was told two weeks ago at this very meeting spot, no politics in school. I believed what you said at this meeting. So at lunch, I went up to my principal to tell him about the BLM poster and that I wanted it down. He said it's not coming down. I was like, yeah, it is, because the school board said on May 25th, no BLM or politics in school. There you have it. That's good. She put that school board in their place. Isn't isn't it interesting how they, like, conservative ideas and and – the Bible are getting lumped into getting involved in politics. But if you, if you support a left wing cause then that's just social justice, Ray. (laughs) Well, it was the other day. And, uh, I think I want to say Evanston, Illinois. Is that what it is? Uh, there's an Evanston. Is it Evanston? Evanston, right. That's where Northwestern university is. I think I'm right about that town. It was in Illinois. Anyway, this, uh, there was a report that the mayor there, had canceled the July Fourth parade. That sounds right. That sounds right. Over COVID, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, don't want to spread COVID, so we're canceling July Fourth parade. And yet, he allowed for June tenth, Juneteenth, and uh, Gay Pride, Gay Pride parades, parades to go on, which are ha- which happened last weekend so forth mm. so it, it had you know i guess covid doesn't spread if you have a left <laughs> if you have a left wing parade covid stays home wherever that's home what, is for that's COVID. what the science says that's right walker follow <laughs> the science you get a uh, a patriotic celebration covid's on the scene and spreading like wildfire and people there are being uh careless so uh it, it, politics plays a lot to do 
with uh, with a lot of these decisions. Have to this young lady's point there that uh, you know the school was allowing a BLM poster when they said no politics at school. Um, all right, uh, we've got uh, two three minutes left. Along the same line, this is out of Randolph, New Jersey. This story, the headline: In reversal, New Jersey school board restores holiday names. New Jersey Board of Education reversed itself following a public outcry and has restored the names of holidays to its school calendar. Randolph School Board on Monday night last night voted 8-1 to to overturn a decision made earlier this month to replace the names of holidays with just the phrase, day off. The panel also would create a committee to gain input from the public. This all started, by the way, voted in May to refer to Columbus Day as Indigenous Peoples Day. And following complaints from Italian Americans, the board then voted to label holidays generically. But last night, the room was filled with people saying enough is enough. You know, we want Memorial Day called Memorial Day, not a day off. Yeah. And Thanksgiving Day called Thanksgiving Day, not a day off. Or Christmas Day called Christmas Day, not or a day Martin off. Or Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Yes. That would have been canceled too. But I, I'm encouraged because I believe America is waking up to this. That's New Jersey. Yep. I'm, and New Jersey, yes. <laughs> They're waking up to this stuff and saying enough is enough. Well, and, and you look at, um, this often gets overlooked, but you look at the 2020 election results, uh, conservatives won down ballot at the state level across the country. Yes. They picked up seats in the House of Representatives. Yes. Um, really the only loss, if you will, politically, <laughs> election-wise, was at the presidential mm, level. Imagine that. So I think this this resurgence of conservatives here was going on even before the election. Yep. It is a Eviston, uh, E-V-A-N-S-T-O-N. How do you pronounce that, Ray? Evanston. Yeah, okay. that's, that's, that, that's a liberal community. Okay. That's yeah, that's that, exactly it's, right. I found this story. We'll, we'll post it on our uh, Facebook page for today's issues. But, yeah, they're canceling Independence Day parade because of covid but they let the gay pride parade go on <laughs> and juneteenth and juneteenth <laughs> we'll be back momentarily with more of today's issues stay with us the views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the american family association or american family radio